tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We're here to cover UFC 289? 279. 279, sorry. 279, 279. in Vegas. Uh, this coming up weekend, Nate Diaz versus Chimaev. Um, we're going to go over the last three fights on the card and then answer some questions. So, first fight that we're going to go over, I think, is... Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, these are it's a catch weight, so they I'm I'm looking at their weights here and um, they, what they're what they're listed at at here is 170 for Kevin Holland and 189 for Daniel Rodriguez. I haven't heard what that fight is actually going to be at. Holland fights at 70 now, so I'm not sure. Maybe that guy's coming down. Um, I don't I don't know that Holland would be going back up. Um, 16 and two, I think, right for Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. And he's six and one in the UFC. Six and one in the UFC. That's right. And he's winning a lot of his forty-four percent are coming by way of KO or TKO. He does win a third of his decisions that went, that go that far. Um, so he's he seems to be a little bit of a brawler. He's got a couple submissions. Twenty-two percent come by way of submission. Um, both their takedown defenses are pretty good. Yeah. Daniel Rodriguez is up at 55%. Um, Kevin Hollins is at 43, so not quite as good. I'm sorry, no, their, their takedown defense is 50 for Holland and 76 for Rodriguez. Their okay. takedown accuracy, 43% for Holland and yeah. 55% for Kevin Rodriguez. Hall is not going for takedowns very often. Yeah. Um, 50% on his defense. I'd have to look to see who Daniel Rodriguez fought, but Kevin Holland, uh, he's fought a lot of good grapplers. And, and so he fought, That's he got beat by a good wrestler, and then it happened on repeat a couple of times, paid attention to what was happening, and, and beat him that way as well. So then he took a little bit of break, started wrestling some more, went and wrestled with DC a little bit, and, and uh, has improved in that department. But I'd imagine that Kevin Holland, just because we know his name a lot more, has fought the more prestigious fighters, which would mean probably the better, better wrestlers. Um, and, and that's where, you know, a couple of his losses came from in the UFC in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm looking at Holland's um, resume. Uh, he's got a new contest for Kyle Daukus. Uh -huh. um, but his two losses recently are two, two guys that we actually just talked a lot about in the last podcast, Marvin Vittori and Derek Brunson. At 85. And that's at one 80, of the reasons yep, he came back. Right. He came down to 70 um, was that, that size and, and wrestling. And, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's done well. What's he doing right now? Seven, three, and one. I'm sorry, seven, two, and one on, on his last ten. So, okay. and and his two are are, are tough. Is that tough a no plays. contest? Uh, oh. No contest. Yeah, yeah. So that fight was bad. He was uh, he was actually winning that fight and got head butted really hard on a on a slip, and it literally knocked him out cold on his stomach. And the guy jumped on him and started fighting. And Kevin got up scrapping. And the guy jumped on Kevin's back and choked him unconscious. But the fight should have been stopped right then. They went back and rewatched it, and uh, uh, it was you know he, he had got knocked out pretty bad from the from the headbutt. Yeah. And so that ended up being a no contest. Odds on this one are pretty close. One six minus one ninety five for Kellen, Kevin Holland. Man, I I keep tripping on his name. Um, plus, so it was minus one ninety five for Kevin Holland. Kevin. Plus one sixty-five for Rodriguez. So pretty, pretty right. close. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's even money almost. Um, I'm gonna go with Holland. 
Okay. Um, he's a Texan. I like it. Yeah. Do you know where in Texas he fights out of? Um, he trains at Travis Luter's gym in Fort Worth. Um, I know he travels a little bit now for camps, you know, for, for kind of the same reason we do. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's a black belt under Travis Luter, but he's uh, mainly a striker in his fights. He's real long, real, real long. I, as, as a black belt, does it pain you to see him throw instead of trying to use what he's good at? Or? So... What he's good at is striking. Okay. Um, he is a jiu-jitsu black belt, and, and Travis Luter is a reputable guy. Sure. But there are a lot of black belts in, in the sport of MMA now, in jiu-jitsu, that they're not, you know, they're, it is comes it? with their, like you win a belt, or you win a, a bunch of fights in the UFC, and you get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and it's not the same. I guarantee you, when those guys are rolling in the room with, real good jiu-jitsu black belts they're getting rolled up and and so there's a lot of a lot of big name guys that are black belts now that really you know aren't black belts i'm sure kevin's good on the ground he doesn't show a lot of it you know okay. even when he's been put on his back by wrestlers he's not showing a lot off his back um and and a, a real jiu-jitsu black belt is going to be solid off their back as well um he's long you know he's knocked out jacare from the bottom um but but you know for the most part he's a striker those make for fun fights. You anticipate this being a fun fight to yeah. watch them? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining be a, Kind of sure. a, a stand-up banging fight? Yeah, he's 6'3", and, and his opponent's 6'1". I think that's right, um, yeah. I don't see Kevin shooting on him. You know, maybe right. maybe clinch and put him on the fence a little bit, but for the most part, they're going to bang. Cool. It'll be a good fight. And you got, you got Kevin Holland on this one? Yeah. Next fight, then... Um, uh, it amazes me that this dude keeps getting back into the ring. Tony Ferguson's jumping back in against Lee at Jing Liang. I, I probably butchered that dude's name. Um, Tony's ranked 11. Lee is ranked 14. He's out of China. Um, I, what, what do you know about this one? I know that before Tony got knocked out by Michael Chandler, I thought he should have been done. Yeah. I thought he should have retired then. Getting his head kicked off his shoulders or his his skin kicked off his skull yeah i you know i wasn't that long ago you know he's back i think pretty soon for that happening it had to be within the last six months right hey, i was just gonna look up when that fight yeah, was it had to be in the last six months you're right yeah it was may so may, three yeah months. that's awful fast yeah, isn't it it is fast and and uh is for there... a knockout like that like he was knocked out bad you know he was knocked out bad and he said he felt great before that, and, and I'm sure he felt great later. But, man, he had already taken so much damage in fights, then got slept like that. It only gets worse from there. So the fact, respect his skills. You know, he has skills. Those skills have dwindled and dwindled and dwindled after the last few years, and I'm picking Lee over him just for the fact that I think he's done. Couple I think there are a lot of people you could put in there with him now, and I would still pick them over him. Really? Yeah. Um, a couple of questions. I was listening to Rogan interview Usman. Um, yeah, I listened. That, that was a that great, was a great podcast. Great podcast. Um, Rogan talked a little bit about, he asked Usman if he was concerned about his chin coming back after the shot that he took. Yeah. What, what, talk to me about he that. He said he agrees that does happen. Uh, he feels fine, you know, and whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm, it is something that, that happens though. You know, the, the easier you, 
the harder you get knocked out, the easier you get knocked out, and the more you know regularly it yeah. starts to happen. You know, yeah. whether it's a complete knockout or not, your your chin is it goes away. Like it's a real thing. The the life bar on the video game when the guy's getting injured that that's a real thing. You know that. <laughs> And at some point, you know, you, you have to stop taking damage. And, and so. The other question I wanted to ask you about that is, um, do you know what, and you may can maybe speak to it at least in Bellator, but in the UFC, what's the protocol to get cleared to come back after something like that? Is it up to the trainer of the fighter? Does the UFC step in at all? What does that look like? I have no idea in Bellator, and I want to continue to have no idea. <laughs> um, I, I, I know that doctor-wise, man, I, to be honest, I thought you got like a six-month suspension if you got knocked out like that. Yeah. Um, it's got to be at least 90 days. You shouldn't be able to spar for 90 days. You know, you shouldn't be able to spar for 90 days if, if something like that happens. And I, I think that's the, or I thought that was the case, but we are got to be somewhere close to 90 days from his fight. Like yeah. it might be a little bit over that, but not not much. Yeah, not too not, much. Not enough to have signed on the dotted line and gotten in for another camp and be ready to go for a fight. Right, like the beginning of this camp couldn't have been ninety. Within, not at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. So hopefully he's all right. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't try to make a run at the belt and he gets through this fight. Maybe he, maybe he gets smart and tries to use some of his wrestling and jujitsu. You know, he's got a. USA Wrestling tattoo on his body that he just never uses. <laughs> you said Lee? That's yep. you're talking about Lee? No, I'm talking about Tony Ferguson. Ferguson, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And hopefully he uses his wrestling yes. so it doesn't take that much damage. Yeah. But I, I'm going with Lee over Ferguson on He's this. He's 25 and seven. Guy's 38 years old. Speaking of uh, Ferguson, Lee's 34 years old. Um, should be should be an exciting one. Um, I'm. I'm on the fence on who I'd like to see win on this one. There's a part of me that wants Tony to, to say enough is enough. Um, the reason I, I want him not to be, you know, whatever, I want him to lose because then I hope he decides to not fight again. If he wins, yeah. he then thinks, I'm going to do it again. Uh, yeah. and I'm going to do it again yeah. and starts chasing, you know, chasing the glory. Yep. Yep. And I, I don't want, uh, you know, he, he's already a little bit crazy. <laughs> and, and I don't want him to end up with, you know, CTE worse than he's going to have it as it is. Yeah. Then that brings us to what is the main event of this? And I got to be honest, I think CTE. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) THC. Um, This is the only reason why people are tuning into this fight. And, And you made a comment on, on social media, I think a little while ago about the fact that, We've got a headliner, a five-round fight with number three versus a dude that is eight and seven in their last 15. Did I, did I get that right? Yeah, seven and seven. Seven and seven, seven in the and last seven, I guess eight and seven in his 15. And he's 15 and 11 in the UFC total. And so the guy, he's, he's loud, outspoken. He's great for the fans, right? Like the fans love him. He either has guys that love him or guys that hate him. So, like John Jones, he's always gonna have people watching him fight. Yep. But he he's coming off of two, at least two, I think three losses, but I, but at least two. I think two. Uh, the other conversation we were having was about 
Masvidal fighting for the belt coming off of three losses in a row. So I think Nate's coming off of two in a row. He is. Uh, but, Masvidal. Yeah. Which was a long time ago in 2019. And then, and then Leon. Leon in 2021. And so now he's getting ready to fight as a main event on a, on a card. You know, and that's just the UFC uh, making money. You know what I mean? They're, they're putting a, a yeah. money fight together. But here's where we get back to what I was saying. We should have those BMF belts on the side yeah. that don't matter and don't mean anything. Jemayev, what's he ranked? He's number three, and he's right. eleven and zero. Right, and so so what's he doing? Fight. What? What? First of all, what's Nate doing to get that shot? You know what I mean? Besides selling tickets, he hasn't earned it. I don't care how many people say he's earned it by doing what he's done in the past. You can't be coming off of two losses. He hasn't earned it this year yeah. to fight number three. Number three, right? I agree. And so, so, you know, it is what it is. I think he. Everyone's talking, even himself, that the UFC is trying to get him killed, you know, and and uh, that that's his. This is his last fight on his contract. The UFC is trying to get him killed. Yeah, by giving him this fight as the last fight on his contract. It, he signed. He did. Well, he was he he's he was asking for uh, what's the heavyweight champ's name? Ngannou. Yeah, he was asking for Ngannou. He was just he's I, just being stupid. Okay, because he, he wanted out of his contract for quite a while. He's been asking to get out of it for quite a while. So they're not going to let him out. They're going to make him fight it out. So then they gave him Shemayev. This guy, I believe, just dismantles him on the feet or on the ground. The problem with it is Nate always has a chance. He yeah. always he, – he, in round four and five, he always has a chance, you know. And Shemayev uh, did get tired in his fight with Gilbert, Gilbert Burns. And that was – he was, still won. Was that three rounds? Um, Gosh, I can't remember. I think remember. it was actually let, three let me, rounds. It might have been the main event that fight. I'm not sure. Regardless, Nate and Nick have a way of tiring people out. Pepper, 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 pepper. Yeah. You know, they just keep touching you with pepper shots until, you know, uh, one clean one lands, and then they pick it up and they, they smell the blood. I think, uh, I think... I honestly think when it gets to the ground, it's not even going to look like Nate knows jiu-jitsu. I think this guy rides him, wrist control, beats him up, and ground and pounds him on the ground. I think he'll be, he'll they'll strike on the feet, and then he'll take him down again however he wants, whenever he wants. And I just think he beats him up, cuts him up a lot. It may go the distance, but I doubt it. I bet it gets stopped by round four. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I bet uh, it gets stopped by round four. Last podcast... Um, I was in awe at the the money line that we saw. Um, Hamzat's a favorite on this one. Yeah, minus ten fifty. He should be plus. He should be plus seven hundred for Nate. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna so I'll, there will be a lot of people betting on Nate. There'll be a lot of people betting money on Nate and. and uh, you know, hoping to win money. You know, you bet a hundred bucks, win seven hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so people will throw that money down for sure. Um, and and Nate, Nate does have a chance. I mean, oh, he does. He does. He absolutely does. Um, but his chance is late in the fight if Jemayev gasses. Um, that's the only reason they're a main event, right? Because Nate knows in three rounds the guy murders him. You know, he's got to he's got to fight him over a five round fight to get him tired. But um, I think he doesn't stand a chance, man. Who, look what's happened to him his last two fights. You know, look what happened to Nick when he came back. They didn't evolve when everybody else evolved. They never learned how to wrestle. 
Yeah. Like they never learned how to wrestle. They lost to wrestlers repeatedly and never learned how to wrestle. Like I got, I got beat by Militech twice early in my career. From that point on, I just wrestled as much as I possibly could. I was wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. I knew my jujitsu was good. So I continued to train my jujitsu, but I just wrestled as much as I could. If I got taken down, I wrestled to get back up, you know, things like that. But, but they just never, they never got good at wrestling. Hamzat is ranked number three at 11 and 0. And he's been impressive. His fight with Gilbert Burns was just incredible. It was a great oh, yeah. fight. Crazy fight. But at 11 and 0, and in as young as he is, do you think number three is deserved? I, and I guess, I guess the next question, well, the is, question is, is, is what, who else is in the division? He'd be, right? he be Gilbert, who was, what, three or four, and he jumped him. Yeah. Right? And, and so that is, but, but that's the problem. What if unranked Nate comes and beats Shemaev? Does he jump to number three? You know, like, he I mean, shouldn't. That, I he agree. Shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. Um, right now, Chemayev's ahead of Gilbert, Burn, Gilbert Burns, um, Bilal Muhammad, Jeff Neal, Wonderboy, Masvidal. I, these are some, some decent. But Masvidal's number what? Masvidal's nine. Coming off of three losses in a row, fair, you know, fair enough. Fair um, enough. So there are there are tough guys in there, but you you at some point, what you just did last has got to matter. It's got to come into play. Yeah. You know, if you're coming off three losses, you don't get a title shot. If you're coming off two losses, you don't you don't start a main event. You yep. know, because you need five rounds. You know, if you're coming off of of a loss, the only time you get what you want off a loss should be someone like um, Kamaru Usman. Okay. He was the champion, yep. reigning multiple, multiple times. Yep. He lost, uh, he, he lost his fight. He should get a chance at the rematch. Right. right? And, and, and he had beaten him previously. So it would be a, a rubber match. And, and even now, and I know these rankings are all totally subjective, but even now, Usman is still ranked above Leon for pound-for-pound pound fighters. Yeah. Um, What's well, because if they rematch, uh, Usman's still going to be the favorite. For sure. You know, he, he's still going to be the favorite. Yep. It happened with a minute left in a fight that he was dominating. Yep. You know, he lost the first round, dominated the next three rounds, you know, three, three rounds in four minutes and then, uh, of the fifth round and then got knocked out. So run that back. And, and he's the champ again, in my opinion. And I like Leon. You know, he's a stud. That was, that was a great, great come from behind. Never had quit in his, in his mind, you know, even though he looked like he had, he had given up, yeah. you know. Agreed. It was there, and, and, he, and he took it, and, and he beat him. So it is, uh, you know, someone like that could get a rematch. Usman could get a rematch. They've got a rubber match. Connor and Nate could rematch because there's a winner both ways you know there should be a third match there do, should have already been a third match do we know how close connor is no is there anything no, on that at all and it can't be that close because i know chandler wants to fight him and i know connor wanted to fight chandler and chandler was going to wait and then he i heard him say something about no notes how long until he comes back if he's yeah. coming back what's yeah. going on so he, he you know got busy so big, i don't know everyone says next year sometime big breaking news on that just as of today chandler signed up to fight Oliveira in 81 um i don't know that the Poirier. Inks, i'm sorry Poirier. excuse yeah. me Poirier. yeah i um, hate that fight i like both of those guys a lot chandler like i've said before he's my favorite fighter right now yeah um explosive you know great wrestling um good submission defense 
and uh, I like the way he carries himself, you know, as far as being a dad and a businessman and whatever. Yeah. He talks trash after his fights without really talking trash about the guys. You know, he calls out everybody, and it's exciting, but not really doesn't make it personal with anybody. Yeah. I like it. Um, Dustin Poirier, obviously, for the same reasons. You know, um, he, he's a great dude. He has been there. You know, he uh, – he who, who did he lose to last? The title fight, right? Lost to Oliver. Oliver. Um, has he – did he um, ever have I'm, the belt? No. No. So these guys, I think he might have had an interim, an interim at yeah, some I think point. He did. Um, but but both of these guys would love to get the belt before it's all said and done. Yeah. When I talked to Poirier in Phoenix at Luke's fight a couple fights ago, he had said he's fighting at seventy, moving forward, not going to fifty-five anymore. But here he is, going to seventy, moving forward, and he only wants fun fights. He only wants money fights. You know, he was he was at that point. And this should be a money fight. You should oh, make yeah. good money off of this fight. Absolutely. But it's not at 70. Well, to, as much as I'm not, I mean, I'm excited to see Nate and Hamzat fight. Other than that, this card's a little vanilla to me. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. I don't do a lot of research on the guys, the newer guys, the guys I haven't heard of, the guys that have, you know, um, I, I pay attention, you know, a little bit here and then I watch a lot of guys fight. But there are so many people in the UFC now, it's yeah. ridiculous. You yeah. know, I've gone through multiple cards, and they sell the card with the main event and then because would... I don't know anybody else on the whole card. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. On the converse, UFC 280 and UFC 281 are just barn burners. They're going to be fantastic, fantastic yeah. cards, both of those. All right, so you got Hamzat, not close. Not um, close. And, you and think I don't that... think Nate shocks the world either. Yeah. Got a few more questions. We can transition to those. Um, Jake wrote in, and I thought this was I thought this was interesting. And they're actually he's got two questions. Right. He says uh, your thoughts on pro MMA fighters being able to compete as an amateur boxers, but not the other way around. So you can't. Uh, you if you're a pro athlete, you can't compete as an amateur. Okay. Um, so if for example, I had a student here before that was a pro fighter and he wanted to box. And when he boxed, we had to make a pro debut mm. without having any amateur mm. boxing, boxing fights. Um, that is, you know, it's pretty much always been that way. I don't think you can be a pro boxer and fight MMA as an amateur either, unless no one's paying attention. It could possibly happen just because amateur MMA is so low level okay. that, you know, it might go undetected. But... You know, for the most part, if you're a pro, you're a pro. Um, I do agree they are different sports, um, and and I don't I don't disagree that you. I, I think you should be able to, you know, compete as an amateur in one of them, unless you are, you know, uh, I mean, I, if you haven't tested it in, in, in boxing, then you haven't. You know, boxing is different. Yeah, very different. You you said a comment a long time ago to me that really rang true, and I've thought about it a lot. That when you're in an MMA fight, your whole body is exposed. When oh, you're yeah. boxing, there are two places you can get hit, yeah. your body or your head. head. That's, that's it. it. Yep. Um, um, so how do you compare a, a amateur fighter versus a professional fighter? We got big news on, on something like that that's happening coming up here pretty soon. In MMA or in boxing? I guess you'd call it boxing. 
with uh, Jake and Jake and Anderson Silva. Yeah, they're all they're both been pro though, right? Jake's been fighting pro. He's been getting paid. He's got to be. Is he is he getting paid or is he getting? And I don't know the the answer to this. If he gets pay per view dollars, does that count as getting paid? Yes, and he's getting paid, and he's fought professional fighters, so he's got to have been fighting pro. Okay. Right, okay. like the guys he fought were were pros as far as. Tyron Woodley was yeah, a pro. Yeah, Woodley. Yeah. Um, ben Askren was a pro. Okay. I don't know anything about the guys that he boxed uh, before that. The first guy he boxed was a former basketball player. Yeah, not uh, a pro Nate boxer. Robinson, I believe. Yeah. And then I feel like there was somewhere in there that he fought another YouTuber. His brother um, fought one of the YouTube guys. The oh, Logan fought someone. The KSI. K yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it was Logan that fought. Okay, him. maybe. Um, regardless, yeah. KSI touched him up too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I'm glad that he's fighting Anderson, but even though he's finally fighting somebody that has a striking background, he's fighting a guy that's in his 40s. He's like 44 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, And at least two things they got to respect. He is a striker, and he's his size. You know, he is a big guy. They're yeah. fighting at 189, okay. uh, which is four pounds bigger than Anderson fought at uh, in the UFC. And... Uh, I think it's around where where Jake has been fighting. So they're the same size. Um, Anderson's going to be longer, I would imagine. Um, he at Jake's least has tall. I skills. think he's like six. I mean, yeah, I know they're tall. both tall, but I feel like Jake Paul's and is he six two? Six. I'm not sure, but but I can't hate on the guy boxing wise because he does have boxing skills, and I, that's what I kept saying before. He he is training his butt off every day. He's hiring good trainers. You know, he's got a great work, work ethic. He's got the money to back him to get all this stuff done. Yeah. And and the only thing I was hating on was the guys he was picking to fight and then yep. talking trash about beating the guys that he picked, you know. Um, so this fight, if he wins, you know, it's Anderson's chin is, is a little sketchy. But Anderson knocked out Julio Sears Chavez Jr., I believe, and uh, looked good doing it. And I think that it's a, it's a much better fight. Like, people are saying he had to do this at this – like, he had to step up and, and start to fight somebody. Yeah. So, so he is. But uh, it'll be a good test. It'll be a yeah. good test. It'll be interesting to see. Trans transition back to the second question from our listener, Jake. He said, should a black belt in BJJ be an amateur MMA fighter? Yes. And it, it, is, it, is it just coming down to the dollars? Is that – no, I mean, the guy's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but can he strike? Can he wrestle? Can okay. he do any of the things that he needs to do to even use his jiu-jitsu in an MMA fight? Okay. You know, uh, he's not a professional jiu-jitsu guy, right? He's a, it's, a, it's a sport that he's sure. competing in. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, black belt should be. It's harder to get fights, I can tell you that. Like, it was hard for Luke even as I think he was purple or purple. Maybe he just got his brown. And people didn't want to mess with no, him. No, it was that... hard to get him fights as an amateur. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think I think they should definitely be able to do amateur fights. And, and uh, yeah. Frank wrote in and said, who's a fighter that could have been something had it not been for an injury? And then he goes, I, I, I'm from Fresno, so we're always talking about Cole Escovedo. Esca Cole Escovedo. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my students, Balquatch, actually beat Cole Escobedo. Uh Cole was nicknamed Triangle. Uh, he he triangle everybody, 
and and really good fighter. I don't I didn't know that he was injured, and that's why he didn't fight anymore. But I mean, <laughs> saying that there are so many people, you know, that that have been injured that never got to be the same again, or or never got to compete and fight again at the level that they were were once at. Um, I would rather go off of who who could have been something had they had a really good work ethic and weren't lazy. Mm -hmm. BJ Penn, you know, mm -hmm. BJ Penn's got fans because of what he could do. Yeah, you know, but he didn't do near what he could have done had he been dedicated and a hard worker. You know, he was rich and and got everything. You know, he didn't have to work for anything, and he was talented, had crazy flexibility and athleticism, and so. You know, he trained like the next guy, but he didn't put in the work he, he should have put in to excel like he could have to excelled. Be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as far as injuries and goes, I, I can't even think off the top of my head who would be uh, someone that got injured and, and wasn't able to to continue. You know, Cain Velasquez, I guess, to be honest with you, Cain Velasquez was injured a ton. He's probably the number one guy that I would say uh, talking about this because he had multiple, multiple injuries and uh never you know he was retired way before he he yeah. should have been retired just because his body didn't hold up totally different story um I, this wasn't because of injury but um he was super raw but i think he was super talented when you look at what kimbo slice did in a short time same um, thing super athletic super athletic and the yeah. guy obviously was was a monster heavy heavy hands um but uh, he, no ground game right i mean yeah. dude, and had he trained do you think had he given more time? Do you think he had a, a chance, or do you think he, he was what he was? Yeah, I don't know that he was going to evolve a whole lot. He fought the same way. you know. Yeah. He got a little better at fighting the way he fought, but his kid's a 55er in, in Bellator now, and, and I think he's got a 3-3 three and three record, and uh, not he, he, he's still not good on the ground either. I think he trains actually with AJ McKee and, okay. and those guys. So I, I would expect him to be a lot better, but – one of the guys that trains here beat him in Bellator uh, last year. Really? Yeah. Um, and so it, it just uh, work ethic, man. You know, you, you got to work ethic and fight IQ. Fight IQ is so important. And that's hard to teach. Those it are is. two things that are, that are kind of intangibles that I think you either, at a certain age, especially as an adult when you're fighting, you either kind of have that in you or you, you don't. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that's that's hard to teach. Yeah. We'll finish up with one more question. Dustin wrote in and said, have you ever rolled with David Terrell back in the day? I did not. Um, I actually sponsored Dave Terrell when I owned Nogi Clothing Company. Um, uh, another, going back to Diaz Brothers, another Diaz story. Um, one of my students, Tracy Hess, fought um, Jake Shields. And Jake was a much bigger guy. Tracy fought at 55. Jake fought at 70. And Jake won a decision uh but he like head butted him a couple times he had done like some some things that were illegal through the fight and jake and them hadn't gone to caesar gracie's yet they were still training with chuck liddell and when the fight got over i had talked i had talked trash a little bit through the fence when he was headbutting him because the ref didn't stop anything and so when the fight's over he stands up and looks out the cage at me and starts flipping me off doing the the nick and nate thing yeah and but it's jake shields and uh I was, you know, I was a hothead back then. He went to the gate, so I went that way to meet him at the gate. Well, Chuck met me in the middle and stands up. He goes, sorry, he goes, can't happen. I was like, man, you know, 
he's the one that was whatever to me and and chuck was cool with me but those were his those were his babies at the back then and uh and i was like all right all right so we had like some sort of trash with them for a while and then i was cool with it you know one day i was talking we were in vegas at grappler's quest a jiu-jitsu tournament and dave terrell was there and i walked in to to uh and this is really goes to show everybody where nick and nate stood with dave terrell we're in the hallway by the bathroom and i saw dave and i was like hey what's up dude shook his hand he goes well, you know thanks for everything sponsorship wise and whatever uh he goes nick uh say hi to chris Brennan. he goes hey. and he pulls his hand away he goes i'm not saying hi he goes shake his fucking hand and stuck his hand out shook my hand <laughs> i was like whoa we know who the leader of that gym is and he, he was a stud really really good jujitsu good wrestling big jacked guy um he reminded me a lot of dean lister before dean lister got like gigantic on on all the vitamins uh the ovarian diet but but dean lister used to be like under 200 you okay. know 190 195 you know good size and, and that's what dave terrell was like and and uh he was he was as good as dean you know his jiu-jitsu was super solid and so uh yeah he was i i did not i never got to roll with any of those guys just because they were northern california we we're in southern california and yeah. and we kind of there was tension for quite a while like one of my guys adam fought nick uh, my brother competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament against nate and uh my brother was injured didn't train out of shape comes in and ends up running into nate in the tournament he's up 10-0 with a minute left and loses uh 12-10 <laughs> nate came back and this is just that's them again their jujitsu in my opinion it's not it's it's good but it's not whatever makes it out to be their conditioning is mm -hmm. and my brother died and nate ran up 12 points you know on, on to zero on him he, he had had 10 points already just kind of schooling him out of position, and then he, he ran up the points on him and beat him 12-10. That's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. That's, but no, Dave, never rolled Dave Trail. He's a savage. It's great stuff. We'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Talk about We'll do the recap. Nate's. We'll talk about Nate getting the microphone after he loses Chemayev and see how that goes. Thanks, guys. It is all over. Just like that.